You are now listening to The Beat Basement, Season 6, Episode 2. So I veered off from the soccer game to the Public Enemy concert. I didn't know what I was walking into. I was, I think, 8 years old. Presents The Beat Basement, where you hear from your livest producers, all of them. And this is where it all goes down, where you hear the funky sounds from the producers that's up and coming to Grammy Award winning, all of them. And I'm your host, Swish, and we going in. Everything going in. Well, on this episode, man, must I say any more, man? Hottest producer in Chicago, in the Chi-Town. Hottest producer and engineer. Hottest producer and engineer. Period. Proud. Period. My boy, Pacino. What do you do? Shit, bro. Working. You know, we here. Welcome to Chicago. Had to to bring the South to the Midwest. You know what I'm saying? We, we, We here representing everybody from Chicago, bro. Shout out the West Side. Shout out the South Side. Shout out Humble Park. Shout out Logan Square. We here, baby. We making it. Like, shout out my moms. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. <laughs> my God, shout out the fam. You know what I'm saying? Real. Shout out my cousins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, personally, like to start where I started. Like, I didn't, I didn't come from like a musical family, so that's why I always got to shout out the fam because they know that nobody else in my family does music, bro. <laughs> nobody, my dad, nobody did this shit. Like, I'm the, I'm trailblazing for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm actually the first person in my whole town in Mexico to do this shit. So. That's what I feel like. I always gotta shout out my people and shit because I, I come yeah. with a whole village. I don't just come by yeah. myself. You know what I mean? Like, about the for sure, for sure. Um, I I actually was born in uh, Orlando, Florida. I I didn't grow up there. I grew up in Chicago. You know what I mean? Um, but I spent a lot of the time like from my early childhood to like early teenagehood in Mexico. Like I actually had to leave over there because I was getting sick a lot here. I have asthma and shit, so like during the winter, shit get crazy. That's why I like to leave in the winter and shit. Like I always be down south or out west because, like, I got sick constantly when I was a kid, and I still kind of deal with it type shit. So I ended up going to Mexico for a little bit. Kind of grew up there as like an early, you know, kid, early childhood type shit, and then they threw me back in the mix in Chicago when I was like a teenager. So when I got back here when I was like twelve, thirteen. Um, that's when I kind of discovered like what hip hop really was. I already knew it, like, cause when I was a kid, one of the first concerts I actually like accidentally stumbled into was a Public Enemy concert. Like we, yeah, my OG took me to like a soccer game and shit. We were supposed to go like watch a soccer game at a park, and I veered off from the soccer game because I was listening to like sounds and like the sounds intrigued me more than anything. The sonics of like how the snare would hit, you know, and like how it was like reverberating throughout the trees and everything like i was like yo what the fuck is that so i went from like the soccer game to towards that concert and this was in washington park like if anybody's from chicago bro y'all know washington park um it's not like a good neighborhood out there like it's some west side ass shit like all you see is liquor stores and gun shops but that's where we would have our soccer games so i veered off from the soccer game to the public enemy concert i didn't know what i was walking into I was, I think, eight years old. You know, this was right before I had left to Mexico, like eight years old. And I'm walking into this concert and like, I'm, you know, new to this whole experience, not only the sonics of everything, but just the vibe of everything. Like you can picture me, like all I grew up with was like 
band music, mariachi music, you know what I'm saying? Like Mexican ass music. So to go from like hearing like what sounded like almost like a circus to like some other like world type shit, like it really like opened my eyes. And then I think that that's the moment that I fell in love with hip hop. Like that's the moment, the first time that I ever saw any live performance was a hip hop performance. And like Chuck D just being up there and delivering you know how he he does it very abrasively with his style and everything and just the concepts of everything when i came back like i trailed off and my was like who the fuck is he like right. you know what I'm i was the lightest motherfucker in the crowd and my was like yo like somebody's kids lost or some shit you know what I mean? <laughs> so my og went looking for me she's like what happened you know what i mean everybody's like yo you, you obviously lost your kid and then she asked me like are you okay and i was like i'm good like you know what i'm saying i was right. happy and she couldn't understand why i was so happy and i'm trying to explain it to her you know what i mean like I just witnessed something different, you know, like, and I think that that moment kind of redefined who I was like as an individual, you know, and ever since then I took that like intrigue and then I went to Mexico with that intrigue, like what was that music? And I started like in Mexico, they would have these flea markets where they have like mixtapes. And this is like, I'm talking like mixtapes, like they would have like a CD full of like 30 different artists, Tupac. Biggie, all sorts of shit mixed together in different Eminem, all sorts of shit. You know what I mean, but this was like early in the days, so I would go and like to these flea markets and grab some of these CDs and not knowing what I was grabbing, you know. And one of the first CDs that I grabbed was like a Tupac CD, and then that like changed everything. I, I'm pretty sure it was Tupac, bro. Like that, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that once once I heard Pac, I was like, oh shit, like this is different. You know what I mean? And then. Yeah, like, the, ever since then, like, I, I haven't really looked back. Just kind of fell in love with music deeper and deeper, you know what I mean? Like, that's dope. That's dope. That's, that, that's, hey, that just blew me, that just blew me away. <laughs> you, like, that's you, a real life story, bro. Right? Yeah, that's you was even able to get into a public enemy. Right, right. And it was like, it, to me, like, as a kid, you don't really understand the concepts of things that are being thrown at right, you. So, like, right. he, he was up there talking about rebellion protesting you know anti-establishment type shit and you're kind of receiving the energy and you're going back like with this whole new like yo what the fuck did i just feel like you know what i'm saying so i had the intrigue and i always carried it forward into like my teenagehood and that just developed more and more you know what i mean and it's just ever since then i've i'm so deep into hip-hop like i i swim in it you know what i'm saying like (laughs) honestly like (laughs) damn that's what's up (laughs) <laughs> so when did your parents really just like we like okay we gotta accept that he you know what was, what's crazy is since I, nobody does it in your right family. right right nobody really accepted it until i started making money off of it mm-hmm. like it, it it didn't become a thing for them until like for example like i and i explained this this story to jay like one of the first times that i ever was to collect a check from music like i sent it to my og like the first check that I ever got from a Spotify, you know, Spotify check, um, I sent my mom twelve hundred dollars, and she just kind of like was worried, like, "Yo, where did you get this money from?" Because she knew at that time I wasn't making that kind of money, so she was like, "How are you just throwing like twelve hundred dollars at me out of nowhere?" And I'm just like, "Cause that's that's music money," and to her it blew her mind because she always she thought like, "Okay, you're gonna be a lawyer, you're gonna be an engineer, all this other shit, but you're not gonna do anything with music." at least in a respectable way. So when I shot her that first check, I was like, yeah, pay your rent, do what you got to do. Don't even worry about the money. Just here's money. She looked at me like, oh, this is serious. Like, this is serious for you and it's serious for all of us. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Like once you start developing yourself as like, not only like 
an artist, but just as a person yeah. in the industry, yeah. then you know, like, okay, I'm carrying forward this energy not only or for even myself. Even in front of your parents. Right, right. Or, yeah, or right, 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 right. You already know that when, when, when you get in front of your immediate family, that's who you are. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's in it, it went from me just being like an artist type or like a guy that made songs to now I, I charge people for what I do. You know, like I, I, I don't just do this willy nilly, or I don't no. just do it for fun. No. Like we're here no. for a business, business. right, right, serious. right, and we take it very serious. We take this like, like it's our life. You know what I'm saying? It's live or die for us in this shit. So that's how you have to approach it. And they, they, your family's forced to take it serious when you take it that serious. You know what I'm saying? When they look at you like, oh, he's he's in this shit for the the yeah. long haul, yeah. like till he's done <laughs> yeah. type shit. Okay, we got to get behind this. And then once you get everybody behind you, then you feel that. Then you're like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is what I needed to do. And obviously, you you have to have that belief in yourself. You know, I don't think I had the experience that I had as a kid on accident. You know, I think there's a divine force that kind of made things happen the way that they did. And that's why I'm here. You know, I might believe in music more than anything is I'm here to fulfill like a service. Like I'm a mediator for him. You know what I mean? Like I'm not here by myself just doing this. Like I feel like, like I always say, you know. It wasn't a coincidence. Right, right, right. What age were you when you just, when you knew it then? Like, uh, cause I know you didn't know it at the concert. No, 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 like, obviously no, no, no. It's not until I came back and um, I, I went to, to middle school, like I was in seventh or eighth grade. And, um, and you know, obviously you start getting into the vibe of things, start meeting people again. And, um, and when you're like a teenager at that point in time, you're trying to make as many friends as you can. So I was really trying to make friends. And, um, and one of the things that I saw myself connecting with other people was through music. So like one of the reasons why, like I have, like even the friends that I have is because of music. Um, and the reason why I say that is because like, for example, when I was in middle school, I had a friend who was really close friends with a guy that I knew and shit and like he shot himself and like it kind of affected all of us because we all like were in that clique you know what I'm saying like I wasn't like best friends with the guy but my best friend was best friends with him so after that like I feel like we kind of like healed ourselves Mentally. with music yeah yeah because we we needed to get out of the tra tragedy and get to the point where we can we can start being kids again and start like, you know, obviously living life again. So one of the one of the ways that we found was music. Like we would go to the garage and like just play instrumental, you know, and just kind of start freestyling. And that kind of got us out of that whole zone of like thinking like, yo, this is like life is crazy or life is bad and started like really embracing life and started thinking, bro, like freestyle, have fun. Da, da, da. And that that love for freestyle and that love for beats is what carried me forward through that like whole experience you know what i mean and i'm sure like even the people that i grew close with that's how we kind of grew close is through looking at the outside lens and being like yo like music is the one thing that can get us through a lot of shit and it, and it has been you know what i mean it's music saved my life more than anything more than religion, more than anything, anything <laughs> in the world, bro. Like, honestly, I can say that very fucking honest to God. Like, it's, and I it's, can feel that. I can feel I, that. Honest to God, yeah. bro. Like, it's the one thing that I think, even to the day that I die, I can always look to towards. magnitude. Right. It's, it's, of, it's of that that level. Right, right, right. And that's why I have such a respect for it. Yeah. That's why I have such a respect for it is because it, it affected me so deeply and, and it healed me and helped me so much. 
that I feel like people need to have a respect for. You know what I mean? Just like anything else, you know, you you build something up or you work around something and you expect people to have that type of respect for that type of yeah. you know thing. Like Yeah. yeah. Just as if it was theirs. Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Your baby. You know right, right, right. You so, yeah. exactly. You nailed yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Music is my baby, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Music is definitely my baby. Like Right. 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 Shit. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> what can I say? Hey, Shit, man. bro. Damn. So was I can tell you was already in the cipher freestyling. Oh yeah, yeah. I know you was freestyling. Yeah, you yeah. got some skills on the freestyle. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we that. we grew up in like where I'm from in Chicago. We grew up in an era where if you were gonna do the music shit, you needed to take it seriously. So mm-hmm. and like I said, us finding solace through music kind of yeah. helped us like gain a military mindset for it. You know, when we would go to the garage. It would be six to eight hours of freestyling or right, battling right. for six hours, right. you know, and like, like even my one of my guys, shout out Jimmy, you know what I'm saying? Shout out James Soto, shout out you know what I'm saying? Shout out Dangerous Garden, of course. Shout out the studios and shit. Um, they like we grew up in an era where the competitiveness is the reason why we were able to kind of get, get yeah get better and like yeah. kind of gear ourselves for better experiences, yeah. you know. Um, once we got to the point where we knew that we can rap, a studio was like, yo, like, this is the place to yeah. be, you know? So we wouldn't treat a studio like, oh, we're going to go there and hang out. We had still that military mindset, like, oh, we're going to go to the studio? Boom. Have 10, 15 verses ready. You know what I'm saying? Have, be, be on deck with your songs, be on yeah. deck with everything, concepts, everything. So we would come with that energy, you know what I mean? And that's why I think, like, we were able to create... Like, when we were in high school, we were, we made mixtapes, bro. And we were on, like, you know, like, the circuit as far as, like, Chicago Sun Times. And, like, people in Chicago knew us for putting out tapes and being consistent with our work. And that's one thing that I think, like, we kind of faltered at the end because we didn't keep that focus. You know, it's, it's, it's all about, like I said, staying in a thought. And if you can stay in that thought constantly, then everything, like, freestyling or making beats or everything just kind of becomes second nature. You know what I mean? Like... And I think that's that whole era helped formulate that and kind of cultivate that in me. And I've carried that forward ever since, bro. Like, I always picture myself, if I'm in the studio, I still think of myself like I'm in the garage, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, you know, and then I think of, like, even then, like, I'm like, you're not in a garage, but this is it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is more serious than if you were in the garage yeah. type shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's why I think yeah. people lose that focus, bro. I think people kind of start losing that that want for it once they get comfortable you know and i've i've never been comfortable it's the cook up time for the cook up
Be yourself, but always your better self. Carl G. Mazur. Yeah, man. It's a phrase that says, if you knew better, you do better. So you know better. Be your better you. Not just for yourself, but for the people around you. Set a good example. That way you can lead the way. Better is always bigger. So let's go bigger. Let's go harder. Let's be better every day. That's my word, y'all. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Peace.